Blog Talk Radio. And we are live on blogtalkradio.com forward slash elevated places. This is the Ask Dr. Ava edition of Elevated Places, and we are so excited. Our callers are, of course, already queued up, ready to go. They are dialing in at 563-999-3065. 563-999-3065 to talk to us tonight. I can't even believe it. I'm uh, joined, of course, by my illustrious co-host, Brother Terrence Muhammad. We are made possible by the excellent work of Sister Rona Muhammad, our executive producer. And uh, one week, one week from tonight, We will be broadcasting live from Savior's Day in Chicago, Illinois, from the Hyatt Regency McCormick Conference Center in the Jackson Park Room. Uh, I was just down there today with uh, some of the executive council, video crew, security, uh, many of the various departments who make Savior's Day possible and we're, we're all just energized and fired up. There is so much work um, that goes into the um, events that are put on by the Nation of Islam, and none of them is larger um, or more overwhelming than Savior's Day. And I just want to give a shout-out to all of the brothers and sisters who work so hard, especially here in Chicago at headquarters, to uh, make sure that when all of you come in here that your experience is the best possible. And after numerous delays and a lot of uh, negotiating back and forth all the way up until this afternoon, in fact, I was in a particular meeting Uh, where we were going back and forth with some people. And I'm just so proud of the skills and the uh, intellectual prowess and the 
bravery and courage um, of the Muslims. So I just uh, am feeling good about that. So Savior's Day begins actually next Thursday, February 14th, with uh, our National Laborers Meeting, and then we actually kick off that evening at 7 p.m. Central Time, Elevated Places. So tonight is Savior's Day night, and uh, we're going to be joined also uh, by one of our brothers who will be making a presentation at Savior's Day, and he's going to come on shortly. In the meantime, um, what would Elevated Places be without Terrence Muhammad? And, of course, uh, I saw you, Brother Terrence, last night during the webathon <laughs> in Washington, D.C., at Muhammad Mosque Number 4. I thought about Forrest Gump. I said, this brother is everywhere. Okay. <laughs> but that, was a, that was a wonderful, wonderful um, evening. And uh, we won't go too much into that, but um, the details. But it was just a wonderful experience for the believers. So Brother Terrence, assalamu alaikum and uh, I'm tossing you the mic. Walaikum salam. Yes, it is that time. Oh my goodness. I I'm just I'm I'm itching, I'm waiting. I'm excited. I can't wait to get to Chicago. I'm like how can we speed up time? Oh my goodness. The 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 the, the everything last night just at the beginning, I was done the first 10 minutes in. I was just so excited. And, you know, I was just, it, it was just wonderful. And it's always good to be able to travel your and our nation. Uh, so, you know, it was like, yes, I was in Washington, D.C. I said, but every master study group I belong to. So, you know, I feel at home wherever I go. So it was just wonderful uh, to be in Washington, D.C., uh, last night with the believers and them back home, um, getting ready for an event um, this weekend. Uh, they're having an HK on J, historic thousands on Jones Street. Um, thousands of people going to gather in Raleigh, North Carolina, to demand the rights of the poor. Uh, sponsored by NAACP, the Poor People's Campaign. Reverend uh, William Barber Jr. will be speaking. Uh, and which is very interesting because one of the things he's pointing out about this recent State of the Union address, no policy, no conversation, nothing uh, was mentioned about the poor. Um, and it's getting very, very intense and very getting very serious. So, you know, it's very powerful that we heard this past Tuesday uh, for President Trump and his State of the Union so he made his, he cast his rod. And we know the story of the Bible, Pharaoh and his musicians, they cast their rods, and then Moses cast his rod, and his rod turned in a circle and ate theirs up. So I'm just waiting for the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan to throw down what God has put on his heart February the 17th at the United Center, because we are coming as a united Uma, one family, one community under God, and we know that separation is the best and only solution for the issues and problems that we're having, so you've got to be at Savior's Day because this next Saturday at 1 p.m. on the 16th, we're going to be at the Hyatt Center Conference Center 
and we're going to have that town hall or that big town hall on separation. So it's it's a lot going on at Savior's Day. I'm I'm so excited about Savior's Day. If you don't know about Savior's Day, just go to NOI.org, NOI.org. I mean, I'm ready to make prayer, make Juma prayer on that Friday. Uh, as you said, Dr. Ava, the laborers will come in, and we're going to kick it off. If you look, change your flights, come in early, come Thursday night, because it is going to be off the chain live and direct. And guess what, y'all? I'm going to let a little secret out. I'm going to let a little secret. You may see some folks that you never hear on the show or that you hear briefly, this special guest that we helps make this show possible. You may actually see this person. Can't tell no more. Can't say nothing else. <laughs> but you want to be. You want to be there. You want to be live and direct at the Hyatt to see elevated places live and direct. So it's a lot going on. Oh, and Grandmaster, uh, uh, Student National, uh, Student Assistant National Supreme Captain, um, I said it all wrong, but Brother Anthony is having a martial arts training early Friday morning, 7.30 a.m. We're getting it in. Uh, it's just going to be a lot, but Sunday, Get your tickets. Tickets are going, y'all. Don't, y'all just going to play. I'm talking about to the believers and guests. And matter of fact, if you already got your ticket, we are in Chicago. It's like this. They so excited about the election. It's like, look, you can make another donation to make, to pay for someone else to come. So you got your ticket, and you so excited, you can go ahead and pay for somebody else to have a ticket in the Chicago area to come here, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So, yes, I am a little bit lit, a little bit excited, but it's going to be wonderful. And just a couple of things, we just want to give a shout-out to Bennett College. Shout-out to Bennett College, one of the only two historically black universities and colleges that are for women outside of Spelman, and they was in trouble of losing accreditation if they didn't raise $5 million in a short amount of time. But Willing they raise, they raise two million dollars, way over their limit for the five million to make sure that Bennett College continue uh, to do what they're doing for our sisters. So we was very much so excited, and it was a joke. It was kind of funny because they had to have it by February one. They made an announcement this past Monday, but on February one, High Point University gave a million dollars, and it was a white uh, gentleman from High Point University, I guess the president, and we was all saying we hope that he wasn't the saving grace of Bennett, but luckily he wasn't the saving grace because uh, even without his one, their $1 million, we still pulled together and got the money that Bennett needed. So it was a wonderful thing, but we have to make sure we support our HBCUs. And also all in the news, Virginia, Virginia, I don't know what's going on, lieutenant governor, governor, scandal all up in Virginia. Uh, so I don't know what's going on in Virginia. We're now in throes of Black History Month, the shortest month of the year, uh, but you're going to get all the black history that you need next week uh, at Savior's Day. Um, and it's interesting in Black History Month, I don't know what Gucci, you know, all these brothers and sisters that like to wear Gucci, I don't think you want to be wearing Gucci no more since they had a sweater, Dr. Ava. They were selling a sweater, a blackface sweater. The sweater pulls up to oh, your face, God. and it has, like, blackface. And they're talking about they're, they're apologizing. They're working with diversity. <laughs> How does a sweater like that even get on the line to go? 
that's upper management. So upper management didn't catch that. Nobody saw that. You just so I'm like, and we just gonna buy no, an apology is, from Gucci. Is is this right. one a line of twitters? Right, right, right. More and more foolishness. So come to the separation so y'all know what y'all need. We're seeing the two presidential candidates pop up um, from the Democratic Party, Kamala Harris, and now, you know, Cory Booker uh, are one of the two in the overflowing amount of Democratic running for presidential uh, election we're going to hear. I know the minister, he just got something to say about everything that's going on, but they, they're they crushing uh, Kamala Harris. They're pulling up her record in the black community and white community of how she did as it relates to black folks and all the prosecutions in California. So a lot's going on with her. And now Cory Booker, who's not a married man, the the cat may be out the bed that he's uh, dating Ros, uh, Rosario Dawson, actress, uh, they're trying to pull out everything they can to make him or them not be at their top. But it's going to be very interesting because we do know no one who's running has the mission of the messenger and servant of God of freeing our people. The president of the United States doesn't have that job, and their job is not to resurrect and free black people. So I don't know why we're looking for them to be our savior because they are not that. But I'm just excited. We're here tonight. We're ready to talk about Savior's Day. I want you all to call, as Dr. Ava said, call 563-999-3065, 563-999-3065. Press 1 if you have a comment. Let us know how excited you are about Savior's Day, your best story, your best experience at Savior's Day. We're ready, excited, and I'm going to get there early just to see you to greet you once you get to our national center, our national city, uh, our Medina, uh, Chicago, the Windy City. Back to you, Dr. Ava. That's true. Yeah, that, that's true. It's Medina. I love it. Um, obviously, because of most of you know and you've been inquiring about uh, what the program is and really all the way through today we're still negotiating for various uh, aspects of it but i want to assure you that um we have a beautiful environment um unlike the east side of the mccormick where we've been in previous years with where the auto show is and the hard floors the concrete and the garage appearance, um, the area where we are, it's very uh, comfortable, a lot of natural light coming in, carpeting, and we're very close together. Um, so those who are staying in the Hyatt and in the uh, Hilton Garden Inn and the Hampton, you will never um, have to go outside until Sunday for the uh, United Center unless you choose to. And the downtown hotels that we are using that some of the believers are staying in, all of them are close. They're, they're just minutes away um, from the Hyatt Regency Complex and Conference Center. Um, we've arranged to have the hotel open up um, a, a special restaurant just for us. 
you know, they already have three, but there are going to be a lot of us there. We occupy virtually the entire hotel. And uh, so they uh, are opening up a room right in the midst of where our workshops are um, so that we will uh, minimize people waiting in line. And, of course, the menu um, is consist of what we like and what we what's part of our dietary regimen. Very lovely area, and uh, we will have plenty of room for the large gatherings, FOIMGT, graduation, drill competition. Um, those events will take place in the Skyline Ballroom, which, when it's fully open, has a capacity to seat 10,000 people. And in all honesty, we were saying to each other, if we had known they had this, uh, we we probably could have had the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan speak in there. That That's how big it is. Um, they have sound panels and thick carpeting so that um, you don't get the echoes and the feedback. And, and it's just going to be awesome. It's just going to be a beautiful experience for you uh, when you come into Chicago. Um, but we will have uh, on Friday, of course, um, the opening session of the convention. Now, something very different and new, of course, um, as you know, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has been under relentless attack by the satanic Jews and these false charges of anti-Semitism. And by the way, Brother Terrence, for example, I saw a big colorful story today in the Jewish Times, and they were boasting about uh, comprising the overwhelming majority of NFL owners. And they had a big picture of Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, a big color picture of Arthur Blank, who owns the Falcons, and of course the Mercedes-Benz Stadium hosted the Super Bowl, and they're they're actually boasting that uh, the the owners and the winners in the winner box are Jews. That they actually said they may not comprise the majority of players, but they're the majority of owners. Now, if we say that, we're anti-Semitic. Right. And I sent that article uh, uh, to uh, one of the research team. Uh, well, I'm on the research team too, but another member to get it circulated. Uh, and and I hope the minister will refer to that because it just came out today. But um, the the interesting thing is that this year, because we are uh, going to engage in a training seminar with the laborers, ministers and laborers around the country on the subject of battling with uh, those who are coming at us in social media, et cetera, uh, on Thursday. We're going to carry that over to Friday morning. But on Friday morning, we're going to open that session up to all of the believers and convention attendees. So if you are in Chicago and I hope you'll be there Thursday night for Elevated Places, then on Friday you'll be able to come to uh, part two of the laborers 
seminar and which we're going to combine with the opening session, the welcoming wow. session of Savior's Day. And the, the subject of the morning will be the showdown. You remember that Minister Farrakhan wants to have a showdown. He is saying to these people leveling these charges, let's get this over with once and for all. So it's going to be an exciting morning. And then we will, of course, uh, recess and, and we will have Juma prayer. And after Juma prayer, uh, we will have, we were able to get two blocks of time, one on Friday, one on Saturday for workshops. And so Friday from 3 to 5 p.m., uh, there will be workshops, and uh, we will cover some of the major areas of nation development. We won't have as many as we do, but qualitatively they're going to be excellent. But we will um, have uh, seminars and workshops on education, housing, the Detroit Mecca Project, health, uh, marriage, um, Youth Summit, uh, the Final Call newspaper, in case you all didn't know, is celebrating its 40th anniversary. Final Call newspaper wow. is 40 years old this year. And, wow. Yes, and they will be celebrating all year, but they will kick off their celebration with a workshop um, during Savior's Day, and they have uh, revamped and redesigned their website. So um, that's going to be great as well. Economics, marriage and family, and, and of course, um, as Brother Terrence noted, the town hall meeting on separation. And that's so right. those workshops, we will, yeah, that, isn't that great? So we, we will have the details uh, in the next few days of what will be in what room on what day. But right. these are some of the areas. And, and then... On uh, So that's Friday and Saturday afternoons. On Friday evening, our dear sister Margaret Mahdi, the very talented producer um, who was born and grew up in the nation of Islam and has built a name for herself in the artistic community, um, she's going to put on a uh, play entitled Testimony, and that will be in the Skyline Ballroom on Friday evening. We will also, uh, that'll be 7 p.m. Later that evening, uh, naturally, we're going to have the old school jam uh, from 9 to 11 for those of us who are grown folks. So it's going to be great. Of course, Saturday has become... um, a tradition of FOI class, MGT class, and then the two come together for our annual graduation ceremony. And Allah willing, we will hear from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Um, after that, we'll take a break, regroup. Um, people can grab coffee or juice or just sit down, relax, socialize a little bit. And then the workshops are from 1 to 4 p.m. are the workshops. We break again, you get some dinner, you relax, you mingle with your brothers and sisters, 
and the uh, highlight of the convention at 7 o'clock p.m., the legendary drill competition. And, of course, after that, we will all uh, go Betty Bye and go in our room. (laughs) We have a midnight curfew, by the way. (laughs) We're not going to be... It's for my younger brothers and sisters as well. Some of them old heads tend to hang out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the culminating event of Savior's Day and the reason we are there is to hear from our beloved, from the national representative of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, the Honorable right. Minister Louis Farmer. And it's not too late to... Uh, urge your friends, family, acquaintances that you have, especially those near uh, and around um, Chicagoland, and uh, to come to the United Center and to hear our beloved brother. And uh, so that that Savior's Day 2019. That's all right. praise Yes. All right, so we're we're not going to eat up all the time like we did last week. Uh, <laughs> for the, all right, all right. Uh, we're going to have uh, our brother Khalil Muhammad is going to come on shortly to talk about. He, you remember he was on a couple months ago with the fitness challenge, and he's going to be at Savior's Day uh, with the fitness challenge, and so we're going to hear from him shortly. And in the interim, we do have a number of callers, so there's no point in uh, delaying that. And as Brother Terrence said, uh, you're going to find uh, the Elevated Places live program to be exciting and satisfying. Because it's it's really like a a reunion of old friends and family. We know each other so well by voice, but now we get to... Uh, connect some a person to the voice. So right now uh, we're going to go to the phone, and of course we have we have so many loyal callers who are patient and they are on that line ready to go when the phone's <laughs> open. Nice. And of course our dear brother brother Daryl Muhammad has a comment, and I know you're coming to say you say brother Daryl. Assalamualaikum. <laughs> Wallakasalam <laughs> family. Happy Savior's Day. Yes, I am so excited to be there. Uh, did you see, I have a few comments. You see the front page. I just got my final call uh, about Sister ha- my- Hashima. Well, my mother saying Hashimi. That was uh, arrested out of uh, St. Louis, and they took her to uh, from the airport to Washington, D.C. Had a shackles. And she said, uh, yes. if, thank God that her son was there because it's so, so easy how this government could abduct you and make you disappear very easily. And they had yes. her for 10 days, wasn't able to wear a headpiece. Uh, I want to know if you could speak on that. And also, um, you're saying that um, the showdown, what day would it be for Savior's Day? That's the opening, that's the opening session of the um, convention, which is Friday morning. And that, oh, okay. that is going to begin at 9 a.m. on Friday morning, 
uh, in the Hyatt Regency Ballroom. Okay. And also, uh, the um, when you were speaking on the um, – uh, wow, my mind is so much on my mind about. I'm so excited for the Savior's Day. But anyway, <laughs> um, the minister, uh, he, um, you were speaking on. Ah, and I wanted, I should have said that first. But anyway, uh, on your um, lectures, that I mean, the talk shows, will they be available for whatever year? That will they be available on CD or anything that the believers could go back and, and reminisce on all of the shows that you have presented? on uh, Black Talk Radio, would any of those be available? You know, you raised a great idea. and Because certainly we can access, we have an archives uh, that, that Blog Talk Radio does, to their credit, uh, keep an archive of the old programs. And so we, we do need to go back and comb through and uh, make those available on a CD and MP3 and yeah. so I don't I don't know if we will have them on Tuesday, yeah, but I'll look into it. It's, it's quite possible yes, we can yes. even have some at elevated places. Some of the uh, yes. class, as, as we would say, the classics. You know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yes, ma'am. Thank I, I thank you for, this thank for your show. And um, yeah, and whenever that come available, I would be. Hopefully, one of the first in line to get them because you have some class oh, that uh, has been on it that will uh, enlighten us. So uh, may Allah continue to bless you, the whole panel, and we will be looking forward to see everybody, even the faces we haven't seen yet. And we know the voices, and Allah blesses on that day that everybody have a successful, safe day. And also, I want to tell Brother Terrence, when I grew up, I want to be just like him, the traveler. I salam alaikum. Happy Savior's Day. I say like somebody else, let us all be like Farrakhan. That's who I want to be like. That's how I learned how to travel. <laughs> Being like Farrakhan. That's the battle. <laughs> Praise be to Allah. Yes, sir. And oh, by the way, um, I don't know if all of you have seen the current edition of the Final Call newspaper, uh, the February 12th edition, volume 38, number 19. But I, I think it's so precious that Omega Sci-Fi fraternity inducted the Honorable right, Minister right. of Farrakhan into the So the minister is a Q, okay? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, Dr. Ava, I called some people when I saw it, and I just made sure, I said, I hope y'all not setting it out right now. I know Savior's Day, you're going to see a bunch of purple and gold bow ties and I'm boots. <laughs> I mean, you, I, be over. yeah, I, I would get this issue of the final call just for the picture of the minister. Well, he's got in his Omega Sci-Fi hat and his right. Omega Sci-Fi, the white jacket with the gold trim and the purple. Right. And it's, it's me way back, eons. As the movie said a long time ago in a faraway galaxy, when I was 
Gene, and, and ultimately became, uh, I'm a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority. And uh, I remember when we would have our stepping uh, contest, you know, only at the black colleges. We, oh my God. Right. At the right. competition. And I'm the sister of Alpha Phi Alpha. We're Alpha Phi Alpha's sister uh, to them. And uh, my dad was Alpha. But the Q's, Omega Psi Phi, they always won their stepping <laughs> contest. Wow. They, that was like the that was like the brothers, the uh, roughneck brothers. Okay, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> they're, they're the bad boys, you know, of of uh, the Panhellenic Council, as we used to call it. Right, right. But uh, my minister, and he looked so good in that. Uh, That's right. Jacket and a hat. So, Savior's Day 2019 is the cover page of the current edition of the Final Call, and I think you mentioned uh, Kamala Harris uh, running for the White House is a a big story that Brother Barrington Salmon wrote. That's really really good, and of course the, the this paper is the best paper on the earth. They cover the polar vortex that we uh, had to deal with <laughs> last week. Yes. And uh, Allah, he is not, he gave us a break for a few days. And it's so funny because it got so warm that the ice just melted all at once. Um, and people's pipes, pipes were bursting out in the suburbs. And today it is freezing cold wow. again. Yeah, so, it's, okay. it's hot in D.C. and hot in North Carolina wow. and cold in Dallas. So this weather, you got to be careful. Watch the weather. <laughs> it's it's amazing. Now, also um, in the in the Final Call uh, newspaper, there's a story on uh, Donald Trump, and I don't know if you all saw. State of the Union message, but right. it was it was as we say surreal. Um, I I I wasn't sure if I was watching a, a real State of the Union speech or I was watching a skit on Saturday Night Live because I could not believe the things that come out of this man's mouth, and Literally. I think worse than him. Um, are the bobbleheads that sit in the uh, Congress, in particular the Republicans, and who sit there and clap and jump up and down. That's right. That's right. For the, for the madness that he brings, but I think it's always right. relevant uh, to listen because we we still live here. We're about to make our move toward getting out of here, but we do still live in America. So you need to know what's going on with the man sitting in the exactly. oval office. Mhm. All right. So we're going to uh, we're going to keep the uh calls moving. And next up, we have brother Derek who has a comment. And then later on we're also going to hear from um our international correspondent, brother Ruben. So brother Derek, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam, family. How's everybody? 
Oh, excited, oh, fired up. Fired up. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, Dr. Dave, um, I've I just been having some things that are running through my mind, and I want, to, I want you all uh, to hear this question, and hopefully it can come up during Savings Day. But this is my question to everybody. If Allah was to was to have a named um, economic system, what do you think it would be? Because because when I look at how nature operates, the only the only uh, economic system I can see that that Allah would probably have, and I would say that it would probably be socialism. Socialism. Yes. Yes. No, you're exactly right, and in fact, I can't recall the year, but I know it's been within the last six or seven years. You may recall, Brother Terrence, but the minister at one of his Savior's Day messages um, explained uh, to the people that we know that Allah's creation is, is socialistic. It's socialism. And right, right. we also know socialism is in the supreme wisdom. But what the minister did which, that was very beautiful is he used um, the nine systems of the human body to demonstrate. Because to your point, uh, Brother Derek, see, how, how does how does Allah do things? That's how we would determine what system he would have in place right. by studying uh, creation and life. And so he he created the human being um, with this superior organism that's just stunning and it's it's complex and yet it's very simple it's very beautiful how the human body works you know from the brain to the heart to the feet and right. you have all of these systems that are in in one sense they're autonomous they 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 have a life of their own in and of themselves but yet they network with the other systems and together everything works together to keep the organism alive. And it's a beautiful it's thing. Right. You know, mm-hmm. But exactly. you're right on because, it. Because mm-hmm. with every uh, tree, whenever it loses its leaf and it hits the ground, then it fertilizes the uh, grass, then the grass gives, gives food to the cattle. So so yeah, mm. and, and I want to say one more other thing. Um, as we have witnessed the state of the lies addressed. Okay, now I, I don't. I, that goes to show you that America, it, we're so blinded here. And I, I, I shouldn't say we because I already know. I, I, we, we wide awake. But the the country is so blinded because. This is what came out of out of that thing. Have you all noticed that that the nation, uh, let's see, the uh, government was out for what thirty four or thirty five days? But notice, but notice what went on during that time period. The FBI was saying that we're running out of money. 
the the ju- the justice of the uh, uh the the federal ju- judges were saying they're running out of money. All of the structural institutions of the government were saying that they were, were beginning to run out of money. Now, as black folks, our parents have always said to us as um that that um the working poor we are two paychecks away from poverty. So if those institutions who's been around for a long time were saying that they're running out of money within 30 days, so what would have happened if they would have ran out in 60 days? Isn't that right. So, right. so somebody lying somewhere. Exactly. Exactly. Sure. All right. All right, family. That's why I'm called to throw it out there. And and, and we're we're witnessing and experiencing the fall of America because these things that happened, including the, the longest government shutdown in US history, but like you're saying, Brother Derek, there there's something artificial uh, about all of this. And the, but the reality is they're, they're never going to fully recover. You know, it, no. it, it, it's, it seems like they did, but, but they did. It's, it's like if you fall and get a deep uh, cut, you know, in your skin and you're injured, eventually it, it, it will heal, but that scar is there, and, and it's never the same. It's never right. quite the same as it was. And of course, the, the the deeper an injury is that we suffer, the the more uh, profound and extensive are the after effects of it. And that's that's how America is coming down. It's it's not happening all in a single day. It, it's been going on <laughs> yeah. for quite some time. We're at the very end of the fall. So we're seeing it visibly. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much, Mm -hmm. Dr. Abel. Yes, sir. Thank you for raising that point. That's right. Because we should should always be aware. You you can believe that Minister Farrakhan will, I'm sure at some point in his message, speak to um, the conditions of this country. Right now, you know, just like they, uh, if you look at the current final call, um, where Israel is given protection under a Senate bill, and Tuesday night when Trump spoke, he spent quite a long time. I was waiting for him to drop the minister's name, but he didn't. But right. he spent quite yeah. a long time. That would be, that would be too that much. Yeah, too much time condemning anti-Semitism. It was like a whole show on it. And yeah, uh, yep. I think they said his was the second longest speech, the second longest State of the Union speech in history. Mm-hmm. But he, he does a lot of rambling. And a lot. A lot. And he takes, he's truly has, he truly has a pharaoh complex. And you know, just as the the Ramses, the Pharaoh of Egypt in the Holy Quran in the time of Moses, 
where you are so fixated on yourself and so ego-driven and imbalanced that you honestly measure every facet of life and everything in life against your personal interests. Nothing matters but you as an individual. And to stand over and be in leadership over a whole nation, the most powerful nation on the earth, and really not know what your job is. He he doesn't comprehend his job. Right. As the in chief. And it's just an amazing, stunning thing to watch. I think you should pull it up and look at it, or some of it, simply from a learning aspect and also from confirming our belief in the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, because this is exactly what he said was going to happen. And we are That's actually right. living in it. So all praise yep. is due to Allah. In it. Yes. Right. All right. Mhm. And so we're gonna we're gonna keep it moving. We have uh, we're gonna take one more call before we get to the top of the hour and get to our national correspondent, Brother Ivan. Brother Ivan, how are you feeling, beloved? Oh, we're doing good. One day at a time, excited about uh, Savior's Day. Um, excited yes, about coming to see the family and, and you know, just uh, just being grateful. I was, I was, I want to talk about. Uh, I'm, I'm noticing how we're living in a time where you know a lot of people are passing away, and 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 what I'm noticing though is how ungrateful so many people have become. Where they, I'm finding people complaining about everything that they don't have. And who they don't have, but they're not, they're not grateful for what for who they have and what they have. I, I'm not gonna be on. Long. I witnessed the other day. I was on my way to work, and that's why I got on and did a small video about it. I saw a family. This is how bad times are, and then you got people that have things that are complaining. A whole family with three children, in the dead of this winter, walking down the street, it looked like with everything that they had, they had these big trash bags. And it looked like they had gotten put out somewhere. And and, and I, when I when I saw that, I said to myself, you know, of course I'm I'm dealing with what I'm dealing with, but you know, I have my own house. I have, I work for myself. I have loved ones who love me and I can talk to. And so even though I'm mourning the death of my wife, it's not as bad as it is for some people. And so I got on and I'm just talking about being grateful. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan tells us that humility is the key to all success in life. And just like what you're talking about right now, how listening to this clown that's in office, how it confirms what we have. So we should be very grateful living in the time and being in the know about what we have. And so that's what I want to talk about. Why do you think people are so ungrateful nowadays, though? If you can answer that, maybe Brother Paul can answer it too. What do, what do you think that is? Why we're so ungrateful? Well, some people, some people, there's a, I mean, what I'm, there's an overwhelming thing of this ungratefulness yes. that I see in the air. And what do, what do you think that is, in your opinion? <laughs> well, to me, and that's all I can give as an opinion, 
Um, but it, it goes back again to a law God coming here himself, raising up one whom he personally taught, and then every word coming forth from his mouth was was in his plan for salvation. And I think what has happened is because we did not heed the call to leave Satan, to leave the children of the slave master and go for mm-hmm. self in 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 the a timely fashion, we became like them. That's right. Mm-hmm. And now more more than any time in history, many of us resemble them in That's our right. behavior patterns and not only outwardly, but inwardly. This is a made mm-hmm. people. They are not original people. They don't have a soul. And mm-hmm. they, don't, they don't feel real gratitude. And so neither mm-hmm. do we. But, Brother Terrence, what, what's your thought, Brother Terrence? No, I mean, just on the lines of what you were saying, I was going to say, you know, basically uh, right along what you were saying is that we have become them. So we have become event, uh, uh, individualistic um, because mm-hmm. the nature of the dominant culture, as we're talking, I mean, with Sheikh Diop, they talk about the dominant and you know recessive culture and the or, or the um, or the natural way in the dominant culture. And this dominant culture is against nature. When we was one with nature, uh, we deal with the collective, and we talk about socialism, the collective versus the individual. So as we um, went under the false and the hypocritical thing of separate uh, 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 integration, you know, we moved into a reality and into a world when we was one with one another. We had to work together. We was forced to work together, and we was collectively loving one another because we was in our own communities. But once we took on the societal thought process and the way of education, and education was about individualistic uh, you'll pull up your bootstraps and make it and go conquer and do whatever you need to do to get it. So, yeah, so our gratitude continues to go away and away and away, and we get more individualistic. And then at the same time, then there's more avenues for us to go do for ourselves, whether it's technology or whatever, where the reliance of others is not necessary. And then it has, you know, so it's a whole culture that has been going on. And then you start now feeding the babies and the children where they feel that they deserve to get certain things and have this and have that because they didn't have the struggle. Uh, they didn't have this sense of, you know, riding right. bikes, playing outside, they're inside. So they're ungrateful for that reality. So some of the students in college, some of the folks that, you know, you go to college camp, he's like, I ain't had this when I was coming up. We ain't had this. You are so pampered today. And even it has tainted the activist world where we used to be activists just to be activists. Now activists are fighting for resources and funding and money. And it's almost like I'm not going to be an activist unless you fund our organization and fund us and give us money and resources to do the work mm-hmm. that we do. Even though we know you need it, but that was never the basis of activism was coming up. 
we made whatever we yeah. needed to make happen and did it. So it's a whole permeating c- culture. But what you, the basis of what you said, Dr. Ava, is the reality. God came, he said, separate and come out of her. But we went into her and became a part of her and ultimately her ourselves in the nature in which they were created. And we're walking in the uh, walking in the footsteps of our open enemy. So, so anyway, I'm going to say I want one more thing. The reason why I asked that question is this, and I, then I'll go, and y'all could, because here's 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 one of the things that I've learned in my wife's passing. This is why it's got me dealing with the gratitude because that is one of the most profound things that I'm having to learn. When my wife was in Tijuana, and uh, she had called me one day, she 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 had been. When she could, she would look online and watch some of the videos that I would do, right? And she said, one of the videos, I looked so tired that I looked sick when I was out with the sign, right? Mm-hmm. So she said that she began to pray to Allah for my safety and my health because I looked like I was running myself down. And so when she told me that, what I began to do every morning before she would go to a treatment, before, she, before the doctors told her they could no longer do something for her, I would call her. And we would pray, and I would have her to put her hand on my, her liver, and I would put my hand on my liver, and I would ask a lot of transfer the health from my liver to hers. And then I would, but here's the most important part: I would ask a lot to relieve her of all her pain. Now, the key to that is this: I prayed to a lot to relieve her from all of her pain, but of course he did, but not in the way, you know. My aim was for her life to be reserved at the end. All of her pain. He ended her pain, but not in the way that I asked to, but nonetheless, my prayer was answered. See? And so, right. what I think right. about that is I have to be grateful because even though I asked a lot of reliever of her pain, it wasn't the way that I intended, but he did answer my prayer. And so, that's why I've been yeah. dealing with the thing about gratitude so much. That's, that's why and I asked that question. Yeah, he says in the Holy Quran, he he gives us everything we ask for. Mm-hmm. He gives us everything we ask for, and that's that's almost hard to wrap your mind around because the first thing that comes up is, well, I don't get everything I ask for. But that's right. It, who, who is the I that that's asking? Who is asking? He's talking about. Mm-hmm. That you that he created, right? Not those other selves that are the product of Satan, right? And the product of deceptive intelligence. And so sometimes we have to really reflect on what is happening in our lives and the and those we love to come to the conclusion you just came to that I have to see this on a higher level. The study guide 18 is rising above emotion into the thinking of Allah. And mm-hmm. me, you, all of us, what we have, what we are working on in this struggle, what it is helping mm-hmm. us learn to do is to think the way he thinks. Mm-hmm. That's the ultimate goal, oneness with him. You know, that, that's why the minister is so powerful. The, mm-hmm. the minister operates on a different plane of existence. You know, the, right. you know the old saying, there's 
there are three kinds of people in the world, people who make things happen, people who watch things happen, and people who wonder what happened. And the goal is to become a person who makes things happen. And the only way to do that is to line up our thinking with his thinking. And it's beautiful that you're bearing witness. He answered your prayer and gave you uh, that the gift of her relief. But on our side of this, encased in flesh in the physical realm, we have one idea of what that is. Right. But and that's why I'm so grateful may, because I was able to come to that realization. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. But that's good for all of us, uh, for you to remind us of that. And I remember one of our ministers said a while back, um, depression is the absence of gratitude. You know, right. when... when when we feel we have nothing to be grateful for, we get depressed. Right. And th- this is what brings about suicide and things like that. It's the failure to recognize that we have, no matter what's going on, there are there is something that we can be grateful for from a lot. Right. But thank you, thank you, brother, for that. Yes, sir. Okay. Now we're we're going to um we want to hear from uh our national uh international correspondent, but we also have a special guest on tonight. And we had him on recently and he brought something very enlightening to us and that is a fitness challenge because that is also a key part to a quality life and I'm very pleased um, to bring back to the microphones of Elevated Places our brother who is this assistant student minister in our mosque in Phoenix, Arizona and I'm talking about none other than Brother Khalil Muhammad Assalamu alaikum Brother Khalil Walaikum salam Sister Minister Ava, how are you? I am wonderful, fired up. We we opened up the show running down all of the weekend uh, activities for the best Savior's Day ever, which will begin one week from tonight with Elevated Places yes, ma'am. live yes. at the Hyatt Regency. Yes. And uh, it's just going to roll on from there. Uh, but you also are going to be bringing uh, something to us at Savior's Day. So why don't you go ahead and talk about it? Okay, all praise due to Allah. I'd like to say assalamu alaikum to the family, my brothers and sisters, and the other brothers and sisters' family, Hotep, uh, Lafia, Peace and Love, hey, uh, Black Power, and What's Up, and all the rest Black of that. Power. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I want to say, um, student of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, I'm happy to have this opportunity to be on your show, which I consider, and those of us who study, we know this show to be a divine show. Um, mm. The assistant minister is Brother Hannibal Muhammad. I do oh, assist yes. Brother Charles. But I want to just say, okay. just for the sake of 
clarity. Um, I'm on his ministry oh, yes, staff, sir. and I am an assistant of his, but his personal yes, assistant would be Brother Hamill, just for the record. But um, I know what you meant, and um, all praise due to Allah. I'm happy to be on your show again, and, and, and we were happy that you was here in Phoenix, Arizona, and I'm happy that you're still on the air, and I look forward to being a Savior's Day and happy Savior's Day to our brothers and sisters. Coming up this Savior's Day, um, we were hoping that we would greet and see each other better than we was last year. And we pray to Allah come next year we'd be better than we are this year. By being better, I want I want to stress, um, I was just talking to someone very dear to me about fitness and what I was going to be coming on your show sharing a few words about. Um, fitness is the term that the enemy promotes when the reality is it's the holistic healing of the human being. In fact, the Honorable Louis Farrakhan has coined it best. It's self-improvement. I heard a brother and sister or brother before, and I heard you speaking to it about we can find something to be happy about. We don't have to be depressed. We don't have to be sad. We don't have to wonder, am I doing enough in life? If we will start with the basics, which is showing gratitude to the almighty God for the gift of life that he has given us and that gratitude and the expression of showing that thankfulness is by taking care of the gift that he has given us, meaning the human body. There's a lot of peace that comes from taking care of our body. On the flip side of that, this nation, I won't say the nation of Islam, but I will quote what the Honorable Louis Farrakhan said not long ago. I am the leader of a fat nation. This nation of the United States of America is the most unhealthy nation, and the depression that comes from being unhealthy is directly related to the foods that we eat. We are so blessed to have God having came to us himself in the person of Master Fahd Muhammad in the city of Detroit, my home, Michigan number one, where he came in the door in the name of silk because he was smooth as silk, got on the inside, and one of the first things I heard that he did was cleared out the medicine cabinet. Because if we eat right, we're not going to need medicine. And that's just a one step, one major step to eat the right foods. We won't be depressed. We won't have heart disease. We won't have strokes. We won't be irritable. We won't be depressed. We wouldn't have diabetes, high blood pressure. So we wouldn't be losing feet. We wouldn't be losing toes. We wouldn't be losing limbs. So I was hoping that as I continued to study the study guide material, 
that you give us in portions monthly, weekly, sometimes every other week, every three weeks or so, that those words rung out to me, self-improvement. I'm like, wow, this is really what it is. So as the enemy was coming, as, as Allah was knowing the plans of the enemy to bring in these merchants of death in the name of McDonald's and Burger King, Wendy's and Taco Bell, Kentucky Dye Chicken, Murder King, and all these restaurants that we eat at religiously and too much, and even some of the ones that are more expensive than we think we're eating good food from, the fact is is that nothing like a bowl of bean soup and nothing like a good home-cooked meal. They knew that bringing in those foods was going to cause this nation to be the number one killer, is number one killer being stressed. And so here comes one of our greats, Billy Blanks, who brought in Tybo, which meant a lot of movement of the body, a lot of movement of the legs, a lot of stretching, all the things that the doctors tell us what we need. Once we go to the doctor, they do their analysis. At the end of the conversation, change the diet, exercise. Change the diet, exercise. So what the enemy has done, and we follow suit with our thinking due to the lack of study, is we call it fitness or muscle building. No, muscles are the result of doing the will of God, which is perfecting ourselves through eating right and then exercising, which causes the blood to be a flowing stream rather than a stagnant pond of blood. So wherever there's water stagnant, that water is toxic. So wherever the blood is stagnant, that blood is toxic. And generally, the diseases come in because of stagnant blood. I ran into a friend of mine as I went back home a couple weeks ago. Hadn't seen him in a long time. He just had some stents put in his wrist because of his arteries that are clogged up. The arteries get clogged up because of butter, because of grease, not just from pork, but mainly from any kind of grease. If that grease hardens, then those arteries are hardened, and then you have stroke, you have heart disease, you have high blood pressure, you have kidney disease, you have ulcers, you have insomnia, you have any, and along with that, you are unable to get good sleep. So what I was hoping when I introduced the fitness challenge and pointed to what the Honorable Louis Farrakhan has given to us in self-improvement, that it will cause our brothers and sisters challenge into and unto themselves, meaning that you're not challenging me, but you're challenging yourself to make yourself a better self today than you was yesterday, and by God's grace, a better self tomorrow than we are today. I'm I'm not happy at the results. Brothers and sisters from around the country on the rank and file level from most all the seas and even from around the world, I thank Almighty God Allah for you, all of you who participated, even if you didn't do anything but just send in a dietary plan, your workout for today, but because any type of progress and effort in a way of 
exercising our will is motivational. So Don Lewis Farrakhan says in the study guide material that you have us studying as early as last week in the will of God, part three. Dear brothers and sisters, we cannot say that we are doing the will of Allah God if there is no transformation taking place in our lives. If there is no constant renewal taking place in our minds, if our thoughts are not being made better, closer, more akin to Allah and his will, no, 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 then we are only using religion as a cover and as a shield. So if we're not transforming ourselves, well, then how many pounds did you lose last week? How much more walking did you do? How much more, how many more jumping jacks did you do? Because every time that you increase your body in transforming and making it feel better, then your mind feels better, is more at ease, spirit is more at peace, and it's a soul that is at rest. So I was hoping that brothers and sisters would latch on to that, and I do believe that next year will be more than this year. Um, so the Savers Day Fitness Challenge, that was the design, and I want us to see the exercising of the will, as Honorable Louis Farrakhan pointed out, when you exercise your muscles, there's a resistance. So when you exercise your will, like fasting, there's a resistance. And any resistance causes strength when you overcome that which you are resisting against. So when we resist the eating temptation and say, I'm going to go on a fast. I mean, I ain't going to eat absolutely nothing today. Okay. There's a strengthening of the will. When we strengthen our body and say, man, I'm going to do five push-ups. But damn, the five push-ups is hard. But if you do three, there's a strengthening of the will. And each time we strengthen our body, each time we strengthen our mind, we're strengthening our spirit, and we're going to have more longevity. As I heard you say when you was here, man, you're just learning to live at 70, 75 years old. If you're getting ready to check out of here because you haven't been taking care of your body, you haven't been exercising, and somebody got in your head that it's all about muscles, and you say, I don't want no muscles, I don't think I'm going to go to the gym, you don't have a choice. You must take care of your body because your body houses the spirit. So if the body is broke down, ain't no place else but the spirit to do but to check up out of here. So we got to take better care of the body. And I think when we put in proper perspective the body, the mind, and the spirit, I think we have a different attitude altogether about exercising. We'll know you don't have a choice. No more do you have a choice about brushing your teeth and washing up and bathing. You have no choice but to take better care of our body. So what I don't believe yes, Hong don't be jumping all around. No, the minister don't jump all around a day because of the enemy having poisoned him and him being in the condition that he's in. But we all know in 1988 and 89 and 90, we watched him completely do what he just said in this book, this study guide, uh, 1 through 9, Will of God, Part 3. We watched a man who was skinnier than skinny. <laughs> I didn't like his body back then. But, boy, 
He made a change. He transformed himself. He went from 100, 200, squatting 400 pounds, deadlifting 400 pounds, benching 400 pounds. He was working out daily. So now that's what we're supposed to be doing because I'm 62. And the minister was 62 at that time. He hadn't even turned 63. Hadn't even done the Million Man March yet. And so this is my ministry because, honestly, if we don't have health, we don't have no real wealth. If we don't have health, we don't have absolutely anything. So I wanted us to bring, to come together on that thought. Somebody trying to say something, you have a question? I know I'm going on and on. <laughs> yes, sir. I was just going to let you know. Great, 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 great presentation. We want to definitely uh, make sure we don't uh, get back to the callers because you just laid out uh, a bunch of stuff, a lot, a lot of information <laughs> and to dissect because, you know, one of the things you said, the exercise, the mind, as well as the food, because that's one of the things that we definitely got to do. I know a lot of posters in the business always talk about it's not always about your exercise, but it is about what you eat, and that's why we have a dietary uh, uh, dietary law. law that we do follow. So I just wanted to turn it back to Dr. Mm-hmm. Ava because I'm not sure if we had our international representative or we had some oh, callers um, okay. yes, uh, that she would give her an opportunity to, uh, to respond. Yes, and an excellent presentation, and we do have to get to uh, – our international correspondent, we have a number of calls left. We only got about well, thank you. Uh, 40 minutes left. And and so did uh, did you want to give any uh, information um, regarding? So the the event at Savior's Day, is that still occurring? The event is still occurring. And we're okay. talking about yes, the play testimony. Since you're asking about it, I'll tell you. And I put together my monologue as I was asked to do. I sent it in. And that's and, uh, and that's sister uh, sister Margaret Mahdi, our sister Margaret Mahdi is producing yes. that. Yes. Yes. Um, I was asked to be a part of it, and then she said, "Well, she wasn't going to use me at this time. Um, she loved the monologue that I did." Um, I am going to give it to the Honorable Louis Farrakhan, but um, at this time, she loved the monologue, but said that they they wasn't going to do it. So, but what I'm going to do, I, I will take this one last moment to say this: being that I am a Hollywood actor and skilled, I will be doing my own version and. A- Is it there? Come on, blog talk. Blog talk. Tripping after lunch. <laughs> I wonder what's going on. Well, I'm, here I'm we go here. again. Once you get Go ahead, Dr. Davis. Yes, sir. No, I, I was uh, under under the impression, uh, based on the flyer, that our brother was uh, going yes, to participate in, uh, in the theater production of Testimony which is one of our uh, major activities at Savior's Day. But all praise is due to Allah. You know, all it's always valuable to hear about um, and be reminded of the dietary regimen and the importance of taking care of the human body 
So thank you so much, uh, Brother Khalil, for coming yes, on. Ma'am. I really appreciate it. All thank right. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Um, okay, so we're, we're going to our brother who I always call him our brother from tomorrow because it's always the next day where he is. So he's right. always bringing, coming back to us to bring us the news from the future from down under in Australia, Melbourne, our international correspondent, Brother Ruben Muhammad. Brother Ruben? Oh, assalamu alaikum. Yes, ma'am. Assalamu alaikum, Dr. Ava and family. I know time is running, so I'm going to be quick. I pray you're all doing well, the listeners and everyone on the panel. And uh, I just want to very quickly touch on a couple of things. Um, The weather, the minister told the truth. Watch the weather. We've gone from being the hottest place on earth for a couple of days to wild, severe storms. We've had hail, golf ball-sized hail. We've got lightning hitting homes in the suburbs, putting them on fire, stuff they've never seen. Further up north in Queensland, the state of Queensland, uh, they've had severe flooding. Whole towns are underwater. They, They were almost in a drought situation where the dams, this is the drinking water for the state, was down to below 50, 60% capacity to their dams have overflowed to 200, 250%, and they've had to actually um, have the spillways to let the water out of the dams and flood towns. So you want to see this for yourself, go on Google, put in there something about some keywords, Australia, weather, and you'll see the real effects and the people suffering. Um, so a lot of these people are cleaning up their houses or trying to clean up their houses because uh, some of the water is receding, but uh, it has been an incredible time. And this weekend, they tell us, today's a kind of a hot day. We've gone back to around 90s again. But this weekend here in Melbourne, they're telling us, get ready for a month's worth of rain in a 24-hour period, but they don't know whether it's Saturday, Sunday. They're not sure. So uh, they're all scratching their heads trying to figure out what's going on with this weather. Um, Also something very interesting. I did not report on this a few weeks ago when it happened, but uh, I was keeping everybody updated with um, the uh, Cardinal George Pell. This was the highest-ranking Catholic to ever be charged with uh, uh, what they call historical sex crimes. Uh, Why historical? Because they go back 30, 40, 50 years. Uh, He got released from the Vatican. He came to Australia. He faced trial. He has been found guilty. And uh, he will be sentenced. They're not giving us an exact date when, but they said early February. So it could be next week, could be maybe the following week. So George Pell uh, was found guilty. Um, we don't know exactly uh, a lot of the this, a lot of the um, what happened in the courtroom is still sealed. Even the actual crimes and charges are sealed. Uh, the witnesses, even though the trial is over, uh, cannot come out and talk about any of this. Uh, and there were you know fifty, sixty boys or men now you know who have come forward. So there's not really too much more we can say, perhaps until after he is sentenced. And we'll see if the court actually unseals a lot of uh, what came out during the trial. So we'll look out for that, and I'll keep everyone updated over the next week or two or whenever they said early February. So I was hoping it would be, uh, you know, today or yesterday so I could uh, give you some information on that. But we haven't uh, heard any updates yet. 
Also, we reported yes, uh, on uh, on what the Chinese were doing on the far side of the moon. Um, it's been very interesting because I've been up there for about a month now. We got the first four or five pictures, or three or four pictures, I'm sorry. Uh, we got a, a panorama of some stitched up pictures, but they've been very, very quiet. They're telling us what's happening, but they're not showing pictures, unlike their first moon mission, uh, rover, on the near side, the side that we see on the moon. So one of the things NASA has done in true American fashion, uh, they have sent their lunar reconnaissance orbiter, as they call it. You can Google this up and see it for yourself. Um, basically, it's their spy satellite that they keep around the moon. So now the Americans are spying on the Chinese and the Americans are publishing the photos of the rover on the moon. They're kind of showing they're still there, they still do what they're saying, but of course the Chinese are on the ground. They're not giving any pictures or anything else uh, to the rest of the world. So very interesting that America's up there spying on them and by satellite, uh, similar to the ones they have on Earth, but even more detailed up on the moon. And uh, they're sending those pictures back and putting them on the internet as well. One other thing that is still puzzling the scientific community, and this was from a new uh, a paper. You can Google this paper up. Uh, the Harvard-Smithsonian Center for Astrophysics broke down um, a very interesting story because even though there was a lot of uh, speculation, theories of what happened with what they call a mysterious interstellar visitor. There was a, a, a um, they don't know whether to call it an asteroid or rock or, so they just call it a, a mysterious visitor that appeared in 2018, just coming into 2019. And it was given the name Umuyama. And um, uh, you can look this up. It was a cigar shaped object that came right through, entered our solar system late 2017 researchers spent a lot of time trying to figure out what it was because it wasn't behaving like anything uh, else they've tracked and photographed and all of those things. It is a cigar-shaped object, miles long, and quickly got out of this, uh, went back around the sun, disappeared. And one of the things that got the Harvard-Smithsonian Center for Astrophysics really studying this, and they've published this, so you can go read their newspaper, is that this object had some really incredible speed changes so as it exited out of our solar system. So they're saying this is odd behavior. This is not a, you know, a meteorites or asteroids keep a certain pace and whatnot. This thing is speeding up, slowing down, accelerating, and, you know, what is it? And so it's starting to bring back that theory that this is some kind of spacecraft, et cetera. But go online and read some of what the scientists from the Smithsonian have to say about this because it's really interesting. Also, while we're talking about what's up above our heads, go online, see the baby plane pictures over Mexico and Tijuana just over the last one, two weeks. Uh, there's even really good videos. And uh, anyone as well who has access to the internet, you can uh, uh, Google the webcam uh, that they have over the great volcano in Mexico called uh, El Popo because those webcams are starting now as activity is increasing near the border of Mexico and America with the baby planes. Those webcams are there 24-7. Uh, go on YouTube if you don't have time to uh, watch it all the time, but you know people put the interesting things happening there. Many of these baby planes are being picked up, sitting on the edge of the volcano, going inside the volcano, coming out of the volcano, and we're not talking small baby planes. We're talking 
huge, big planes. See it for yourself, uh, and uh, also you can go directly to the uh, Mexican government's website. They're sharing that information. One other, other thing I want to say quickly about what's going on above our heads, especially in this month of February, uh, as we come up to Savior's Day. Uh, the Hubble telescope, even though it's finished doing its work that they put it up there for, is now, as it's, uh, you know, they're they, they processing a lot of the information it gave, they're now saying, wow, Neptune, um, they have discovered that there's a huge dark vortex, about 20% of the Earth's surface raging on it, something they didn't know for a while. So go read that story and try and understand um, some of what's going on during this time of the, as we come closer to Savior's Day, the holy month of the Muslims. And uh, also, if you want to go back to something Mother Taneda Muhammad gave us back when we had so much activity happening above our heads, but information wasn't so readily available, was a book she wrote called The Kama by Night. This was dealing with uh, Haley's Comet. It came across uh, back into the uh, yeah, Earth, uh, or back into this part of, of our solar system where they sent the space probes back in 1986. I believe. Um, uh, so it's, we're getting a lot of activity, the signs above our heads. And while all this was going on is when this government shutdown was going, going on. So we were troubled by a lot of real life activity happening on the ground because we're trying to work out how we're going to survive, how we're going to eat. But a lot of this was coming from above our heads being filtered through quickly, but not much do, being discussed as well. Uh, very quickly as well, I don't know if you got this on your side of the world or it's making a lot of noise on your side of the world. That actor, uh, Liam Neeson, um, published something or uh, gave an interview that was published. Oh, yeah. And he, he was talking about how uh, one of his friends allegedly got raped by a black man. Well, she said he was black. So this uh, actor decided he was going to run around the streets in, uh, in Ireland or England and uh, with um, something they call a kosh. This is a, like a bludgeoning weapon. And he was intending to kill an innocent black man who he was hoping to provoke a situation where then he would kill this man. Now, when I read this, because it appeared on my feed first thing in the morning, I thought, what? Uh, and, you know, you've got to go read his own words or even watch, listen to the audio, because if any one of us, yeah. uh, with all the hell that the white people have done and all the raping and killing oh. and whatnot, if, if, you, if we said we even had that thought in our mind, you know what would happen to us. But it is interesting that one of Hollywood's greatest actors, uh, came out and just, you know, as you said it, I'm looking to kill a black man. Any black man will do, you know, because uh, of what this woman or his friend allegedly said that happened to him. You, you Gucci, by the way. Too. Oh, yes, mm -hmm. yes. So you got to go read it for yourself. I'm not, I'm not going to say say what he said over this area. Right, right, but, right. Yeah, you got to go <laughs> read it for yourself or even listen to the audio for yourself, uh, his own words. And also for those of us who are still buying Gucci and all these gay designers stuff, Gucci did a blackface sweater. Go online and see it. They've had to pull it down and did a retraction. But, I mean, this it's just never-ending what we have to face as black people in this time of the 
end of the white man's rule. So I'm going to get off because I want to hear from everyone else and family. Happy, happy Savior's Day. Inshallah, I'm not sure yet, Dr. Ava, I know you want to know, but I'm not sure yet exactly by itinerary, but I will keep you updated. So may Allah continue to bless us all. I love you, family, and I'll stay on the line for any questions. Assalamu alaikum. Walaikum well, well, thank you. Yeah, as always, fascinating, absolutely fascinating. And Brother Reuben always brings um, information that not only reminds us that we're global, but that we're galactic, and it's just it's just amazing. Thank Literally. you, Brother Reuben. All praises yes. to Allah. <laughs> yes, sir. And and so I thank you for for remaining in in the event that um, some of the callers uh, may want to ask you a question. But we're going to go to Sister Carol Asadi. She has a comment. Assalamu alaikum, Sister Carol. Walaikum salam, ma'am. Can you hear me well? I certainly can. Okay. Um, and happy Savings Day to you and Brother Terrence, and I love you both. And I just had love to you. come on to thank you to share a comment uh, that my little great grandson Jasir made. He's six years old, and um, I just want to say he has cystic fibrosis, which is uh, mucus in the lungs, and. Uh, through Brother Akbar and uh, Brother Curtis connected me with Brother Akbar because at one point in his life, he was not responding to his antibiotics. And um, I I broke down and said I had to talk to Minister Farrakhan. So Brother Akbar got a message to Minister Farrakhan when he was almost near death. And I know the minister prayed for him because a couple of hours later, my granddaughter called me and told me that he was responding. Okay, I had to give that because this is the generation that they're trying to stop because I believe that the cystic fibrosis that they say that he has came from one of the shots that he got as a baby because he was not born with it. Okay, but he's six years old now. He's doing fine. And he is just intelligent, strong, and he's that type of little boy who's a Godzilla boy. He likes the big, you know, uh, monsters. And um, so when I I had him here this weekend, him and his sister, his sister's eight, and when I feed him, he feeds through a tube through his stomach. And now he's in a school where he has to, he he was mostly mainstreaming uh, preschool and kindergarten, but now they want him to go to another school where he has one of his classes is called feeding because he has to start eating food so that his teeth will be strong and grow in properly. So I just wanted to say that. So he's laying on the bed while I'm feeding him because the tube is in his stomach. So, I always make sure I let him talk to me, and this is how I see where his head is, and uh, make him pronounce his words, you know. And so we're talking, and I said, Jasir, who do you want to be when you grow up? So he said, Spider-Man. 
I said, yeah, that's good. Okay. Spider-Man is good because Spider-Man saves people, protects people. I said, you're going to make sure you protect your Nana? Oh, yeah, Nana, I can do handstands on your building, and then I can do the web if I need to, if I have to protect you. So I said, so he, he goes on and he's talking. And he said, but I have to be Spider-Man because he tells me about the, uh, you know, the people who, uh, I guess in the Spider-Man movie, Venom-Man or somebody, and he says he has to take care of all of those people so they won't hurt the good people. So he says, I have to do it then. So I said, that's that's good, Jesse. So I said, well, who are you going to get first? He said, President Donald Trump, Nana. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I and almost fell out of the <laughs> I almost fell. And look, I have to pour. It's a contraction. It's connected to his belly, and uh, I, I, he's going, Nana, my tube, my tube. I almost fell out of the chair. I said, Donald Trump, what do you know about the president? He's a liar. He's a And he took the job from the people. I said, you know all of that? So his mm. sister chimed in. She's on the computer. They all the tech geeks, you know. So she, she chimes in. Oh, yeah, Nana. He got to go. So I said, said, do you talk to your friends in school? Do you all talk about Donald Trump? Oh, yeah, we all got to get him. We're getting him out. So now this is special needs. This is a special needs school where he's this time. He'll be going back mainstream next semester. But uh, this is a special needs school. She is old. They're talking about how they're going to get rid of this Trump. So I just want to say for those who feel like we're at our wit's end, we as Muslims know Allah has a clock on Trump. He put him in there. Yes, he does. Ma'am? I said, yes, he does. Right, so he has a clock on him. But with Jasir saying that, I said, oh, my. I said, I know it won't be long now. So cheer up, everybody. <laughs> it's the yes, little you one. <laughs> you probably listening on your grandson, Dr. Ava. He's probably got a conversation going, too. <laughs> oh, gonna oh, take undoubtedly. <laughs> I just undoubtedly. had to cheer Yes, he does. Thank you so much. <laughs> Oh, and you thank have you. you. I'm going to go on. But, oh, tell no, me. That, that's a beautiful testimony. That's a that beautiful was, testimony. Um, Praise due to Allah. And these these babies, they're going to finish this thing off, Brother Terrence. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All right. Oh, praises due to Allah. Okay, we're going to go to Brother Khalifa. Let's see if I can get his mic open. 
Brother Khalifa, Assalamu alaikum. Brother Khalifa? Yes, Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Brother Tarek and Brother Ruben and everyone, I just wanted to say a few words. So many things happening now with the uh, President's uh, State of the Union and with the uh, thing happening in uh, Virginia. You know, I think what they're doing is that they really want to make a mockery. That's what they're making a mockery of us as black people. It's no coincidence. On the first day of the uh, Black History Month, here comes up the governor, here comes up the other lieutenant governor and all this type of stuff and this madness is going on. They're calling up all these black people. All they're doing is just putting mockery, saying, look, we don't care about you in. We'll say whatever you want to say and whatnot. It's like he, the brother just got through saying, uh, Brother Ruben, about uh, the actor talking about he want to go kill someone. All they're doing is telling us, we not, don't care what you say. We don't care what you think. So this is what I think they're doing. So we thank Allah for all of the great things that the minister has given us to guide us and to keep us in good spirit, you know, just like over there in Iran. they talking real strong and real powerful since the minister gave them guidance. And they have, they check what they have discovered, and they, and they tell in America, they come up with, uh, it's called Oxygen 18. It's where they take oxygen out of the air and make this element that's non-toxic that you can use to uh, inject people with and see how their organs are functioning. Prior to Iran discovering that only five countries in the world who had this power, and, and, and the five countries that had it, they're so wicked. You know what they was charging for one kilo of this, uh, they call uh, uh, hydrogen 18, this, this hydrogen 18, they was charging 30 thousand dollars for a kilo. And this is what poor countries and whatnot had to pay to get that to try to put medicine for their people. But Iran has shown the world that they've got that and all these other uh, discoveries. So this is just right in line with what the Honorable like Muhammad teaches us. Just like when our sister went to China and got those machines and learned how to break them down and everything and we want to make them ourselves. So praise be to Allah. I just, I'm just so excited. I'm so happy. And my stomach is full of my wife's hypnotic bean soup. And uh, we're going <laughs> to be there in uh, Chicago. And we're going to be there with the spirit and the energy and let the world know that we are for a So we'll get there Friday. i got a little bit more work to do on my truck. But I'm driving my truck and I'm taking three of my granddaughters with us. So we're going to be right there at the host hotel, so praise be to Allah. Happy Savior Day, and thank you for the time. That's the line of Praise be to I was asking, brother, if he was saying, because uh, I was trying to write that down. I don't know if you're familiar or heard of it, Brother Reuben. Did he say hydrogen 18? That's uh, that's What's what this? I heard, but I, I've never heard of hydrogen eighteen. Can can you give us some more information on what that is exactly? Let me see if 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 I can get him back. Oxygen eighteen. Hold on. 
Oh, oxygen. Oxygen 18. Yes, it's a... It's it's uh yes oxygen eighteen yes eighteen okay yes uh huh and you said you can, uh, some of these to, big uh, companies you can go to the uh, Iranian uh, press TV and and look it up yes uh huh oh okay okay yes the, the other five uh in the world, they charge $30,000 for a kilo, two pounds of it. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Elevated Places is the place to come to learn because our callers always bring um, information that you probably won't hear or be able to get anywhere else. That's right. Mhm. Right. All righty. I'm still waiting, Doctor Abe. I'm still waiting for someone to call in tonight to tell me how excited they are about Savior's Day. You know, everybody. We got a lot of information. We got a lot of news, and that's wonderful. But I want to see how many people are excited. Who's coming? to Savior's Day next week to hear the Honorable Minister <laughs> Louis Farrakhan and see those who believe just as you believe and just the unity of black people from all, literally all around the world. I remember the first Savior's Day I was in in the 90s, and I saw those brothers and sisters coming from London, and all those sisters had on their furs, and I was like, who are they? And the brothers in their black suits and oh, yeah. guys from London, it was all uniform, you know, just brothers and brothers and sisters from London, and now I'm seeing my brothers and sisters from the Caribbean, and I'm just like, man, my brothers and sisters that come from Canada, I, I, I'm just, I just can't wait to see all of the believing family all over, literally all over the world that's coming. So I don't know about y'all, but, you know, I'm excited about Savior's Day. Somebody else may be out there excited. Yes, sir, and I'm sorry I got I kind of went dead on you, but I was looking for some notes I had uh, pulled out tonight for the listeners, and it has to do with, of course, you know, Savior's Day is the celebration of the birth date of Master Fadid Muhammad, um, who was actually born February 26th. 1877, and I had some notes I was looking over that I I made reference to them a few years ago, I think at Savior's Day. Oh, and let me say real quick, before I forget, jumping back to the beginning of the program on when Brother Derek raised the question of socialism, I did get a text from our brother Louis Ali who said that that lecture was in Memphis, Tennessee, when the minister went over the nine systems of the human body. And, and of course, that's where the nine ministries come from. So he is, in fact, setting up a socialistic system with the nine systems of the body, the tenth being the brain. And Mother Tainetta Muhammad uh, gave a lecture that 
several lectures that were compiled into a book entitled The Tenth System. But in in celebrating the birth of Master Frauded Muhammad, um, and in our history, you will see in the testimony of those who were taught directly by Master Farid Muhammad, many of them said that whenever he spoke of biblical history, it was like listening to someone who was actually there, um, as right. opposed to hearing someone relate something they had studied uh, about the distant past. But the mother of Master uh, Farid Muhammad the Caucasus Mountains, just wanted to mention where where she came from, the Caucasus Mountains, that that group of uh, people are one of the most ethnically, linguistically, and culturally diverse regions of the earth. And I, I bring that up to bring up the power of the black man, the power of the original man, and how distinct the father of Master Fadr Muhammad's uh, choosing of a mate was from the foolishness that we engage in, having been right. under the rule of white people all of these years, and the fornicating, the adultery, the promiscuity um, that goes on. You know, for a man to sit in the White House who um, is on his third marriage and has said some of the most uh, vicious and profane and low-life things about women ever uttered and basically admitted he is a sexual predator. But this area where Master Father Muhammad's mother came from is located uh, on the periphery of Turkey, Iran, which Iran's real name is Persia, and also right. Russia. And today, the people are Eastern Orthodox Christian. They are Sunni and they are Shia Muslim. That's where she came from. She's not a white woman from Kansas or, <laughs> or anywhere in the American white female and right, right. Uh, the his father um, was from the ancient city of Aswan Egypt and my husband and I were blessed many years ago when we went um, to visit uh, Egypt and Saudi Arabia and went and performed our Umrah in Mecca we also were blessed to travel uh, down in, in southern Egypt which which they call northern uh, in the ancient city of Aswan, that's where he was from, this jet black member of the tribe of Shabazz. And that town, Aswan, is the first town in Egypt. It's the first city that ever existed. And it's actually located at the point of origin of the life-giving waters of the Nile River. It is where the Nile River begins. And and this is our blood relative, this man. Now, the and, and you remember he always called us uncle. And you see that many times in the lessons because we're the brother of his father. That's right. 
the tribe of Shabazz. And the stone quarries of Aswan are the same uh, quarries that furnish the granite from which the colossal statues and shrines and from which the great pyramids were built. So I had uh, made a note to share that with you all tonight, that in looking into the heritage of Master uh, Farid Muhammad, that we, as uh, several of the callers have talked about gratitude, we have so much to be grateful for this year in particular. So we're, we're asking that do everything you can to make sure you get to Chicago for Savior's Day. That's right. Mm-hmm. Everything. I'm excited, Brother Terrence. <laughs> you too. And also the Honorable um, Elijah Muhammad from him, he said, um, I have brought you face-to-face with God. What is there for another man to teach you? That's right. And I believe that tonight that once we have these teachings, it is self-destructive to look elsewhere for the root of knowledge. And I'm warning us to be very, very careful as we go about the acquisition of knowledge, that we make sure that when we search for knowledge that we understand that which is true is always going to align itself with the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. But I'm here to say to you and myself, because I can't say I have plumbed the depths of these teachings But I do believe, and I have seen it manifested in so many ways, that if we practice this faith and if we continue to study, if we probe the depths of this, then there's nothing that we're facing that we can't overcome. And the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan spent 20 years under the tutelage of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And I want us to think about this as we close out that and, and think about preparing ourselves spiritually for Savior's Day, that he spent, he, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, spent three and a half years with God, face-to-face with God. That's right. And he has brought us through what he received from him face-to-face with God. Now, his student, Minister Louis Farrakhan, was under his tutelage for 20 years. Come on. And he loved this man for 20 years and loves him even more today. And the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said to him, Take my place. Take my place. And the way that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad put the minister to trials, and many of you have heard him testify to it and bear witness to it, 
the trials that he subjected Minister Farrakhan to, Minister Farrakhan has never subjected us, any of us to. The way that he tried him is the reason why Minister Farrakhan stands exalted today. That's it's right. His obedience. That's right. It's not his oratorical skills. It's not his suits. It's not his beautiful persona. But it is, even though all of those things are true, but it right. is the way that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad tried him and he passed every test. Everyone. And the great, everyone. And the greatest trials were the way he handled what belongs to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And so we're being tried now. We're not being tried by Minister Farrakhan. We're being tried by Allah God. And how we handle the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Minister Farrakhan is a visionary. He is a visionary, among other things. But he needs somebody to make those visions come into reality. He has said that. That's right. When we get next week, that's what our mind needs to be on. How do we make the visions of Minister Farrakhan that he has articulated to us through his directives become a reality? We can only do that by finding our personal purpose. In life, we each have a divine purpose and is connected to his divine purpose. And this is why we just completed study guide nine, our relationship So what Allah has for you, nobody can keep it from keep you from it. Nobody. Nobody. He says many times in the Quran. What Allah grants, none can withhold. So when you're sitting around saying, oh, this Negro kept me from doing this, he kept me from doing that, or I would be this if it wasn't for them, well, then you're an idol worshiper. You're a polytheist because you're giving somebody else power over you. Negroes sitting around, we're going to vote for white people. We voted them in, and they won't give us housing. They won't give us food and gas. Allah, whatever he has for you, no one can keep it from you. No, Minister Farrakhan, he is obedient to his teacher. That's right. His teacher knew that whatever he told him and even what Minister Farrakhan thought he might want him to do, he would carry it out. But today, in the nation, and I'm talking about the black nation, all the 40 to 60 million, we have, I'm going all the way back to Brother Ivan's uh, discussion about gratitude. We have too much I and too little we. We don't say we enough. We don't feel we enough. Brother Derek brought up, Socialism and the socialistic nature of God. Mm. There's too much vain imagination 
and we're being deluded by it. And it's happening because we continue to live among white people. We are thinking too much of ourselves and in the wrong way. And we are standing on the brink of a very hard test as a nation and as individuals because Allah is determined to see what is in our hearts before we go into the promised land. So we're going to have to step up. We are following the real Christ. So that makes us the real Christians. Savior's Day, 1954, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said he was looking for his, quote, little helper. He said that. That's right. Savior's Day, 1954. In 1955, Savior's Day, the subject was a Savior is born, and that is the subject this year. 1955, one year later, after the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said he was looking for his little helper, the next Savior's Day, 55, Minister Louis Farrakhan shows up. Come on. And... The table talks, um, as many of you know, if you're getting them, and we thank Allah for Sultan uh, Imam Sultan Rahman and his family for putting these together. But he said, quote, the, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad about Minister Farrakhan, Allah couldn't have given me a better helper. That's right. Allah couldn't have given me a better helper. Mm. And the minister is today his chief helper. That's we right. have to know the teacher. See, if, if because the Honorable Elijah Muhammad is not our teacher. He's Minister Farrakhan's teacher. Come on. If he was our teacher, we would be in our realm what Minister Farrakhan is in his. Instead of watching what's happening, watching what happened and wondering what happened, we would be making things happen. So, Minister Farrakhan, if we're going to really be his students going forward and accept him as our teacher, then how do you you become a real student? And I got the 90-second thing. You have to know the teacher. You have to know the vision of the teacher. You have to study your self-improvement is the basis for community development. And that way you help the teacher realize what he is putting before us. You help him make his vision come into reality. So I'm wishing a happy Savior's Day. This is the best Savior's Day ever. The best right. Savior's Day ever. Hey, and yeah. so I pray a lot that we're all there, Brother Terrence, and thank you for another wonderful year with elevated places and a law willing. We will be live at the Hyatt Regency one week from tonight. I want to also thank uh, Sister uh, Rona for her incredible work 
uh, on this program and everyone who has ever helped with it. Uh, and, of course, uh, our international correspondent, Brother Ruben Muhammad, um, our student minister of agriculture, Brother Ridgely Muhammad, and everyone who has been a guest. And you might meet some of them next week. So may Allah bless us all with love and the light of understanding as I leave you with peace. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Wa alaikum salam. <laughs>